This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Our guest today is Eleanor Lace, a senior editor from Kiplinger. We're in the open enrollment period for Medicare. When does someone sign up for Medicare? Have you signed up? What do parts A, B, C, and D mean? We're going to take your Medicare questions and your personal finance questions as well. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. What about uh, financial news in the news? Well, um, this is what we call earnings season, and so we're waiting to get information from various companies about um, how they're earnings are looking, and that will give us some guide as far as the overall economy. Uh, Nothing major right now. Anything? Uh, Well, excuse me. Over this weekend, I participated in an activity economists call household formation, uh, which is when folks move out of their house and get married and things like that. Um, He got married. (laughs) And I was was just really harassing him when I came up about, you know, the the glint of that wedding ring on his uh, left hand. There it is. So, um, so yeah, in household formation, um, I guess it wasn't technically because I'm still in the same house and I had a roommate before anyway. So, um, but it, oh, it's, these millennials. it's a big driver of um, economic activity because usually when folks get married, they go and buy a home. And as we know, housing is such a huge part of this economy. Um, so that's just we've we've had one more this weekend. That's all. All right. So my personal finance rant for the week is. Reward points are not all they're made out to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Correct. you have to be careful about yeah. this. Well, all right. So I had used a credit card to, to uh, for some car repair, paid it off. Uh, and then I thought, well, gosh, sometimes those things expire, so I better go. So I had 1,000 points. Mm-hmm. So I went to first the uh, the gift area, and I thought, well, I'll get a Nike gift card because there's, you know, the Nike store there in Pearl. Uh, I couldn't even get a $25 gift card with 1,000 points. And I thought, oh, well, yeah. Geez, it takes that's a lot probably, of points. That's probably like $10. Thousands of it? points. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then there's a thing that uh, Amazon, you can get something, they call it. But the, the interesting thing is, in order to use the points on Amazon, you then have to charge the thing you're buying on that credit card. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, well, I thought, yeah. okay, because I was looking for a board game, because the group of us uh, on Thursdays at lunch play, play board games during our lunch hour. Uh, so I found the one I wanted. Uh, uh, a thousand points got me an eight dollar credit, and I'm like, Pfft. wow. So. Well, we have this running argument in the office about the points that show up on the company credit card and how they should be split. And I was kind of, you know, just on the sly getting all the cards I wanted. And, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're admitting that it was and, on the and, sly, and, Nancy. I mean, I was, I mean, just like you know, okay. And and so Ryder has been, um, you know, I've pounding the table and saying, I want my share. Of those points. I've calculated how many points I need to take now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of rewards points. Some
sometimes for very specific purposes, they're really good. Like, for instance, if you have a credit card that's an Amazon credit card, they might offer extra points on Amazon spending. Which I which, do. Which, which turns wonderful. out, yeah, that turns out to be quite nice. But if it's just, you know, I've got a lot of general spending and there's no specific place, yeah, they often turn out to be something like, you know, less than a penny a piece. So. And um, what I was hearing yesterday was uh, average credit card interest rates are now around 17 and uh, even yeah even though overall interest rates are declining try getting a CD or a money market account with a decent yield that those rates are probably going to go up and of course they're going to do that so they can cover all of these rewards that we are uh, grabbing right and left well I I'm doing a better job at not keeping a balance on my cards good, so good because one of the things that I did like on another card I had was that you could use your points and convert it to a credit on your statement which I thought was good, but if you don't have a balance, then that's not very useful because you don't have anything to credit. Okay, can't you yeah. can't you convert you can, it to a credit that you use for future purchases? Well, I, I guess you could, yeah. Um, um, so then you would have, in effect, a negative balance. Because the there next are always time. future purchases. Well, you, you use it to pay off your card before it actually before your bill comes. Right, right. But like so. I say, if, if you're doing a better job of keeping either a low or no balance, it's not as valuable to you anyway. But, but to me, that's a better one because it's directly, you know, I, I figured Absolutely. any kind of money you get as opposed to a, a card or you know. And then the other thing was when. You you go and look at the appliances or whatever. There's some of the junkiest stuff that who would ever want, you know. Anyway, okay, off off the soapbox because we have more important things to talk about throughout the hour. And I'm excited. We're talking about Medicare today because it's a huge topic um, and a lot of people are very confused about it. And I'm planning on learning a few things. All right. Joining us uh, via Skype, it's our guest for the hour, Eleanor Lace, a senior editor from Kiplinger. Kiplinger is a Washington, D.C.-based publisher of business forecasts and personal finance advice available in print and online. So Eleanor, thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, if you could start out, we'll be very simple. What is Medicare? Well, Medicare is the uh, government-run health care program for people 65 and older, and you might also have access to it if you are disabled. Um, and there are two basic ways to go about getting Medicare coverage. There's the uh, original government-run Medicare program, and then there's privately run Medicare Advantage plans. Um, and there's a few differences between them. Um, with original Medicare, you get the Part A hospital coverage, Part B for doctor visits and other outpatient services. Um, you'll generally owe 20% coinsurance for Medicare-covered services. And um, you can also get, a, um, of course, a Part D drug coverage plan and uh, Medigap policy that will help you cover the uh, out-of-pocket costs that original Medicare doesn't cover. Um, and in Medicare Advantage plans, uh, they have to provide basically the same benefits as original Medicare, but they might have different rules and restrictions. Um, usually they do include drug coverage, and a lot of them offer vision and dental and other benefits, um, but the out-of-pocket costs really vary from plan to plan. So, and Eleanor, uh, we, mm-hmm. um, we said this is for someone who is 65 or older. Can you tell our listeners at what point they sign up and how? Sure. So, 
you really want to sign up um, during your um, initial enrollment period, which is runs from the the three months before you turn 65 to the three months after you turn 65. That's sort of your your window um, for signing up. And I'm assuming here that this is a, a retired person that we're talking about. Um, and well, you, you don't have to. Go, be, well, you don't have to be retired to sign up for Medicare, exactly. right? Right, right. Um, but you're, in terms of signing up and avoiding late enrollment penalties, that's the window when you want to sign up if you are retired, if you don't otherwise have employer health coverage. Um, and so you can go to Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Um, now, if you're still working beyond age 65, um, you know, a lot of people do have Part A, you know, that's free anyway. Um, but, you know, you might delay getting the Part B coverage. Um, but when you do lose employer health coverage, you want to sign up within like eight months of, of losing that employer coverage so that you avoid the late enrollment penalties down the road. This is Money Talks. We're visiting today with Eleanor Lace, a senior editor from Kiplinger about Medicare. And just a reminder, some of the websites and phone numbers that you hear mentioned throughout the hour, uh, we will have those on our website for future reference. Uh, so maybe you don't necessarily have to jot things down while you're listening. Uh, you can go back uh, later and refer to that. Why don't we work in our first phone call, and we say good morning to Ann calling in from Savannah. Ann, you're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Hi. Uh, very quickly, um, I wondered if there is a website where we can go to to compare the different Medicare um, Advantage programs that are in our area. For instance, United Healthcare keeps sending us information, but when I checked on it last year, they said they don't cover our area. They aren't allowed to. So um, it's hard to see what's available and what would be the best fit for you. Eleanor, any thoughts on that? Yeah, so a great tool for um, comparing the Advantage plans in your area is the Medicare Plan Finder, which is at medicare.gov slash plan hyphen compare. Um, and if you've glanced at this tool in the past, um, you're going to find something rather different this year. They've just completely redesigned the Medicare Plan Finder for um, this open enrollment period, which begins today. Um, so it's a little bit cleaner, a little bit easier to read, um, but you can just put in your zip code and um, sort of very quickly see um, the Advantage plans and compare those against original Medicare, too. And to clarify, you do need to sign up within that seven-month window in which you turn 65, but then every year during open enrollment, which starts the 15th of October through the end of the year, I believe is right, um, you get to go back and change plans if you want to. Right. So open enrollment is actually just from today, October 15th through December 7th. Ah, okay. Um, now, if you do have a Medicare Advantage plan, however, you get a little do-over um, between the start of January and the end of March every year. Um, you are allowed to switch Medicare Advantage plans. If you're currently in an Advantage plan, you can switch to a different one. And if you want to go to original Medicare, you can do that, too. All right, and if you want to switch to the Advantage plan, what's the time period you can do it in, please? Um, so if you'd like to switch Advantage plans, you can do it 
now from October 15th through December 7th, or you could also do it from January 1st through March 31st. Now, is that if you already have an Advantage plan or? If you already have one. All right. So if you're swapping from the traditional A and B to an Advantage, you just have to do it during open enrollment. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Ann, thanks for your call. Let's uh, take our first break of the hour. Uh, if you have questions about Medicare today or a personal finance question, you please give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. When did Medicare start? We'll give you that fact and continue our discussion with Eleanor Lace. After this break, you're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Welcome back. If you ever miss part of the show, you can go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org to listen again. And you can also always download our MPB public media app, so then you get to listen to all the shows on MPB Think Radio on your iPhone or your Android phone on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're here today with our guest, Eleanor Lace, Senior Editor from Kiplinger, and talking about Medicare. With the signing of H.R. 6675 on July 30th of 1965, President Johnson put into law the Medicare program. There were two related health insurance plans for persons age 65 and older. One was a hospital insurance plan and two, a supplementary medical insurance plan covering payments for physicians' services. And most people don't realize at the time that that was passed, um, they were really trying to get Medicare for all and could not get that. And so decided on um, then uh, just uh, insuring older people, and which means that's not sustainable. Right, and and part of the idea and kind of goes along with you know the Social Security is that it's you know these are folks who you know maybe they've been working and and once they retire they don't have that health color coverage that so many people back in the day used to have through their employer. Um, so providing that you know keeps it keeps the elderly out of you know just really bad situations is the goal. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Eleanor, what is the difference between Medicare and the Medicare Advantage plans? 
Um, well, so Medicare is the the original, you know, government-run program. Um, like we said, that includes Part A, hospital coverage, Part B for outpatient services. You need to buy a separate Part D plan for prescription drugs and then um, possibly also a Medigap policy to help cover your out-of-pocket costs. Um, Medicare Advantage, it tends to be more like one-stop shopping. They um, You get all the, the Part A and Part B benefits. They usually cover prescription drugs as well. They throw in free gym memberships and vision and dental a lot of times. Um, But there's a really important difference, which is in Medicare Advantage, you're really limited to the plan's provider network. They're going to have a network of doctors that you can see, and if you go outside of that network, your out-of-pocket costs might go up substantially. Um, and a lot of times you'll also need referrals to see specialists. You've got to jump through some more hoops to get access to some of that more specialized care. Um, generally, you don't need that in original Medicare. Uh, you want to go see a specialist? Fine. And you can really see any doctor in original Medicare across the country who accepts Medicare payments, which most of them do. All right. Uh, we have another caller on the line, I think, with a Medicare-related question, and it's Angela from Purvis. Angela, you're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I recently went on a senior trip with some ladies, and there was a lady on the bus that told us that if you did not sign up for Medicare three months, and now I just heard you until December the 5th or whatever, uh, when you turn, before you turn 65, that there's a penalty forever. Is that true? Yes, there is. Uh, Eleanor, can you give us a little more details there? Yeah, so if, if you don't have employer health coverage, if you don't have you know an, another form of health coverage, um, basically through an employer, um, if you don't sign up during that seven-month window around your 65th birthday, you are going to be hit with late enrollment penalties, and those really continue for the rest of your life. Um, and so, why, so that's really important. Why would they set it up that way? Well, they don't want people to say, I'm just going to forego Medicare because I'm healthy. And then when they get really sick, when they're 85 years old or something like that, then they decide to sign up, having not paid premiums during all those healthy years. But shouldn't there be a forgiveness year or something? No, no, no. You have you have sixty five years to get ready for it. Put it on the calendar. Okay, so remember, it's um, if whatever your birth month is. Mine is January, so it would be the three months before January, January, and the three months after January. And one other question, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, this lady also said that there are uh, advocates that do not cost you that will help you pick a plan. Eleanor, thoughts on that? Yes, there are some great um, advocates who can help you compare Medicare plans, and that's a really important point. Um, So one place to turn is your state health insurance assistance program, and you can find that by going to www.shipta.center.org. And 
you just put in your state and they'll provide a link to your state health insurance assistance program. They will, um, they can help you pick a Medicare plan. They can help you appeal denied claims. They can do all sorts of great stuff for you and it's absolutely free. Another really good resource is the Medicare Rights Center and they have a national helpline. It's 800-333-4114. And maybe we can get all of these websites and phone numbers on uh, the MPB site. Yes, we will do that. Liz, our uh, producer, will take care of that. Uh, Angela, thanks for your call. Uh, and LR, just, it, it was SHIP, like S-H-I-P, and then P-A-C-E-N-T-E-R.org? So it's SHIP. T like Thomas, okay. and then a center.org. Yeah, it's okay. good for a ship technical assistance center.org. Got you. All right, very good. So, when you're talking about someone to help you compare Medicare plans, presumably we're talking about the Medicare Advantage plans as private? Uh, no, all of them. Because you're going to have to, like with your, especially with Part D, um, look at, because those are offered by private companies, and you've got to see which one offers right. the best based on the medicine you're taking. Oh, right. So for, uh, but that's, I mean, you don't have a different, nobody has a different A plan or B plan. No. Those are no. all the same, but it's comparing, oh, do I want a C instead of, do you get C instead of B? Is that correct? No. Medicare Advantage is Part C. And so the big question, first of all, is do I go with Medicare Advantage or do I go with traditional Medicare, which is going to be Parts A and Parts B? Right. And then if I go with traditional, I also have to decide on a drug plan. Um, Eleanor, Part D, the drug plan, if you're going with the traditional Medicare, is that still free or is that an additional charge or is that a charge? That's an additional charge okay. for Part D if you're in original Medicare. And um, the average cost was about $33 in 2019. And Eleanor, would you explain uh, what parts do cost you and how those costs can change based on your income? Sure. Um, so Part A is free for most people. Um, the Part B premium um, for 2019 is about $135. Um, that cost is going to go up in 2020, but Medicare has not announced the 2020 premiums yet. It's expected to be about 144 in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so expect that, that cost to, to go up a bit. Um, and then you also have a deductible in Part B, and that's uh, 185 in 2019. It's expected to be closer to 197 in 2020. Okay. Um, so then you're also going to pay separately for Part D if you have original Medicare. So, yeah, that was about $33 on average um, in 2019, and the average cost is expected to go down to about 32 in in 2020. And if you are drawing Social Security, those premiums will come out of your Social Security check, even though uh, Sean from Social Security comes here all the time and says, we're not Medicare, <laughs> but uh, those premiums do come out of those Social Security checks. If you're not drawing Social Security, you're going to have to pay them out of pocket. That's right. Um, We also go back and talk about um, those premiums, how there can be adjustments in those premiums based on your overall income. Right. And those um, thresholds change every every year as well. Um, So those are the uh, Medicare income-related um, monthly adjustment amounts. And um, if you are making um, 
as an individual above $85,000. Um, your Part B premium starts to go up. It's um, closer to $190. Um, and that threshold is um, $170,000 in income for a, a married couple filing a joint tax return. Um, and at the at the upper income levels, it goes way up. Um, the Part B premium, it kind of maxes out around $460 a month. And that's for um, individuals making $500,000 or more. All right. So everyone who signs up for the traditional is paying that premium in the Part B. Is that correct? Yeah, well, you have to pay the Part B premium in Medicare Advantage as well. So okay. When you have Medicare Advantage, you still have Part A and Part B, and you've got to pay that premium. Yeah. Okay. So the Medicare Advantage doesn't include the premium. It's the premium plus whatever the advantage would be, as you mentioned, the gym memberships and that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we're talking about uh, signing up for Medicare, and we, we're doing this uh, three months before or after our 65th birthday. If someone is in that window, how do they go about signing up? Um, well, you can go to Medicare.gov and um, use that plan compare to check out your options. And you can also call 1-800-MEDICARE when you enroll. Um, and there's a really important point about um, that original decision choosing between original Medicare and Medicare Advantage when you first sign up. This might be, if you go to Medicare Advantage, an irreversible decision, essentially. Um, and the reason is because of Medigap. Um, with some limited exceptions, insurers generally are only required to sell you a Medigap policy during the first six-month period when you're both 65 or older and enrolled in Part B. Beyond that, they are allowed to charge you more based on your health conditions, or they can deny you a Medigap policy altogether. So if you go with Medicare Advantage and you do develop a serious health condition and you're having a problem with that limited plan network, you're having problems accessing the specialists that you want to see, and you decide, I want to go back to original Medicare, you might run into a problem getting a Medigap policy. So that's just one thing to keep in mind when you're making that initial decision. All right. Uh, we need to take another break, but before we go to this break, uh, Eleanor, Part B, those premiums are monthly as opposed to an annual premium. Is that correct? That's right. So the 135 is a monthly cost. Exactly. Okay. All righty. We are talking today with Eleanor Lace, Senior Editor from Kiplinger. We're talking about Medicare. Do you have a question about signing up for Medicare, or do you have a personal finance question that Nancy or Ryder might help you with? Give us a call if you do. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or you can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Do you know who the first and second persons to enroll in Medicare were? We'll tell you that after the break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. 
Welcome back to Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotrich anderson president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds their certificate in investment performance measurement from the CFA Institute. Medicare is our topic today primarily, and we're talking with Eleanor Lace, a senior editor from Kiplinger. President Harry S. Truman, who's credited as the first president who actually made a concerted effort for government-led health care, became the first person to enroll in Medicare. His wife, Bess, was person number two. So, um, oh, by the way, uh, Nancy, you've got a nice big uh, chart there. Yeah, this is uh, um, from the latest AARP magazine. Uh, I don't know why it shows up at my house, Uh, (laughs) but it's very good. And uh, this is a full page thing that I pulled out and I want to keep in my office because it has such great information about all the different parts and how you go through the process. Uh, And Eleanor, you mentioned uh, before the break Medigap. Could you explain what that is? Sure. So if you're on traditional Medicare, Medicare, a Medigap policy can really help you cover um, some of your out-of-pocket costs. Like in original Medicare, you've got that 20% coinsurance that you're going to pay for every doctor visit, every service that you get. Um, so a Medigap policy can help out with that. It can also um cover some limited things that Medicare doesn't cover, like emergency care if you're traveling overseas. Um, and Medigap is really that alphabet soup of a letter A through N plans. Um, and each of those letter plans offers a different set of standardized benefits. Um, but the premiums do really very widely among plans, even with the same letter. Um, so you can also compare those on the uh, on the Medicare plan finder. And uh, if I understand this correctly, if you choose Medicare Advantage instead of the traditional, then that gap is within that policy. Is that right? Right. So if you get Medicare Advantage, you cannot purchase a Medigap policy. Um, Advantage plans usually come with a, a cap on out-of-pocket costs. Um, so those Medigap, Medigap policies aren't available to Advantage enrollees. And that goes back to what you were talking about before the break, too, about the about if you pick the Advantage plan right off, you might get in trouble later if you try to switch back. The Medigap is involved in that whole situation. Exactly right, because uh, the insurers are allowed to charge you more later on, you know, based on your health conditions. If you don't buy it during that that initial window, like when you first turn 65, um, you can turn into run into trouble later on. Um, there are some various state protections and, you know, some things involving, like, if you move to a different area, maybe you could get a Medigap policy. Um, so this is an area where... You, you do want to get some local advice. You might want to ask your, your state health insurance assistance program if that's an issue for you. Uh, I think we might have covered this a little bit earlier, but can you have Medicare and an employer health plan at the same time? Um, well, you can, but um, Medicare, I think, typically would be like the secondary payer um, to the employer health plan. Well, what I've heard from a lot of people is that employers will encourage their employees once they hit 65 to go ahead and sign up for Part A, and then uh, employer coverage will cover what Part B typically covers. Right, exactly, yeah. And and that Part A, you know, typically it's free, so usually it makes sense to, to go ahead and get that. All right, so if you go with traditional, you have to sign up for each part individually? 
I mean, can you sign up for Part A without signing up for Part B? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but you then when you go to the doctor, you're going to have to pay out of pocket for that full amount. R- right. Uh, so, all right. Well, if you have it, this is this is really confusing to me. So I'm. <laughs> I know I'm everybody feels the same way. Coming up here. So uh, if you if you're working and you only get Part A, then when you retire, can you add the Part B? Yes. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and you want to do that within about eight months of, of losing that employer coverage to avoid those late enrollment penalties. And there are late enrollment penalties both for Part B and for the Part D drug plans. And by the way, before I forget to say this at the end of the show, Eleanor, you're doing a great job of, of helping us understand this because this really is something that that is extremely confusing and it seems like a real burden to put on our seniors. But hopefully uh, with shows like this, people can get the proper information and, and make the, the correct choices. What about the things for that are new for Medicare coming up? in 2020? Well, there's just a slew of changes coming up in 2020, and the first one that you're going to notice is with that Medicare plan finder and the way it's been redesigned. And if you've used this in the past, um, one thing that you're going to notice is you can no longer save your personal information on the site unless you're logged in using a mymedicare.gov account. So give yourself some extra time um, during this open enrollment period to familiarize, to familiarize yourself with that that new redesigned plan finder. It used to be um, you could go in there and enter all your drugs and um, kind of save that information, save your drug list, um, just as an anonymous user. But that's that's no longer possible. Um, the new Medicare Plan Finder does have um, some benefits. If you are logged in with your MyMedicare.gov account, it can access your Medicare claims information. So it can automatically just pull up a list of your medications and you take a glance and say, yep, I'm still taking all those drugs. And um, then you don't have to painstakingly enter every drug and every dosage into the into the Plan Finder. So that's an improvement. Eleanor, what is not covered by Medicare? Well, one really big one that's not covered by Medicare is really long-term care. Um, There's a limited amount of coverage. You know, if you've been in the hospital for three days, Medicare will cover a limited amount of um, time in a nursing home for you. But if you are um, really needing help with um, those day-to-day activities of daily living, bathing, dressing, things like that, and you need long-term care, um, Medicare doesn't cover that. So that's where you get into looking at long-term care insurance policies and and other solutions for that. And I understand that um, they don't cover hearing aids, which is interesting to me. Right, exactly. Um, and that, yeah, that's a big one that surprises people. And also, you know, original Medicare doesn't cover dental and, and things like that. But you can find that um, in the Advantage plans, typically. Now, someone who's worked in radio for 30-plus years and wore headphones all that time, that that hearing aid thing doesn't, yeah, doesn't sit deal. well with me. Yeah. Um, Eleanor B., we got another call, but before we do that, you mentioned MyMedicare.gov. Uh, can, you can go there and set up an account. Would you recommend that people do that while they're... Uh, working their way through this process? 
Yes, absolutely, because then you can save your information in the Medicare Plan Finder. It makes it so much easier to um, go back and, and retrieve you know, the, the searches that you've done and compare all your options. Okay. As I said, we've got a caller on the line, so we say good morning to Grover, who's called in from Laurel. You're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Um, my question is, is that when a, if a person enrolls in a Medicare Advantage plan, well, he or she has paid 1.45%, I believe, Medicare tax during his or her working years, what happens to the premiums that uh, were paid in? Well, you still have Medicare coverage if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan. You're getting all the the Part A and the Part B benefits. It's really just a different way of delivering the coverage. It's offered by private insurers. Um, so you're still you're still getting the bang for your buck there. So does those premiums that were paid in go to the Medicare Advantage provider, which is a private insurance company? Uh, well, I think if you're you're speaking of the the taxes that you paid throughout your career, correct. The Medicare tax, right? Uh, um, yeah. Okay, well, that really just goes to, it's just a tax to support the overall plan that we're all paying into the system. For everybody pays for everybody's yeah. coverage. So currently, I, as a worker, as an employee who is paying that tax and has no coverage for at least the next 35 years, You're still I paying. am paying into it, and I am paying into it for everyone who is currently receiving that care. And hopefully, there will be people who come behind me. Hopefully. Uh, who knows? Who knows where we'll be in 30 years um, who will who will pay for mine. So so it's just, it's just how we pay for things. Thanks. All right, Doug Grover, thanks for your call. Uh, we've got some open phone lines. If you have a Medicare-related question or a personal finance question today, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Eleanor, if uh, people are entering the Medicare program and are, are, are trying to sign up for the first time, could you give us an idea about how many different Medicare Advantage plans are out there to choose from? Well, that really depends on where you live. Um, it varies so much from, from one area to the next. Um, I mean, my understanding is overall the number of plans is is up for 2020. So you might find that there's just dozens to choose from. Um, but when you're looking at all these options, keep your top priorities in mind because it is so easy to get confused um, and you might even want to write down before you start shopping you know what are my top priorities do I want to maintain access to certain doctors or hospitals if you're taking pricey specialty drugs you know you want coverage of those so um, that can help you avoid getting distracted by all the the bells and whistles that all the different Medicare Advantage plans can offer 
All right, good advice. Let's uh, take one last break this hour. We've been talking throughout the hour with Eleanor Lace, a senior editor from Kiplinger, about Medicare. There's still time to work in a call if you have one. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. What role did Medicare play in civil rights? We'll tell you that after the break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We've been talking about Medicare today with our guest, Eleanor Lace, Senior Editor from Kiplinger. Uh, Medicare played a key role in desegregation of hospitals across the U.S. In order to receive the reimbursements for treating Medicare patients, hospitals were required to desegregate. Needless to say, that was a strong incentive. More than 1,000 hospitals complied within the first four months of the program. And thanks to our producer, Liz Gill, for finding those interesting tidbits of information about uh, Medicare as we talk about this uh, throughout the hour. Uh, Eleanor, got a couple calls to get to, but again, we've been talking about the plan finder. Uh, Where do you go to find the plan finder? Um, That is at medicare.gov slash plan hyphen compare. All right. Medicare.gov slash plan hyphen compare. Right. Okay. And a reminder, again, we're going to have all the phone numbers and, and websites that we've talked about throughout the hour on our webpage with the archive of the show, so you can uh, refer back to that if you need to. Let's head back to the phone lines. We start again. Dan's in Vicksburg. Dan, you're on the air with us. Go ahead, please. Uh, hello. I had a question. I'm, I'm uh, just turned, well, I'm about to turn 65, so I need to sign up, but my wife is four years younger, and I'm still employed, and actually I'm a federal employee. So uh, should I sign up for Part A, and when I sign up for Part B in a couple of years, will I be penalized, and do I have to show proof of insurance or something like that? So there's my questions. Um, If you are still employed... yeah, you can just stay on your employer's plan. Um, you can go ahead and take Part A, um, but you don't need to worry about Part B until you lose that employer health coverage. And, Dan, you might want to check with your personnel or human resources department um, to make sure if you bump over to A, you don't um, risk coverage for your wife and that they understand what's going on. Okay, that was a concern of mine, too. Okay, thank you. All right, Dan, thanks for your call. Uh, let's move on next. Judy has called in from Columbus. Good morning, Judy. You're on the air with us. Um, several years ago, I, I retired, and <clears throat> none of this was explained to us, you know, way back when. And and uh, so I want to know, I don't understand this penalty phase. How much is this penalty phase they're talking about? 
that we because we haven't signed up for this. Okay, and you're you're beyond age sixty five now. Yes, yes. Okay. So, like ten years now. Yeah, and, and do, you, do you have any other any other health coverage? No. Well, okay. uh, AARP. I did sign up for AARP. I was, um, but no, I don't. Okay. Um, so the the for the Part B um, late enrollment penalty, it can be as much as ten um, percent of the premium for each 12-month period that you could have had Part B but didn't sign up for it. Um, And 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 I would just say, um, Eleanor, I'm looking at this uh, AARP printout, and it mentions this 10% that you talk about. It said sign up two years late, and you'll pay about $6,500 more over 20 years. Right, and then there there is also a a Part D late enrollment penalty, um, and I think that is typically about. I'm looking at one one percent one percent. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. for every month. Um, but I would contact your your state health insurance assistance program um, just to to find out what can be done here. One thing that you might want to investigate also is there are a variety of money saving programs in Medicare. So if you wind up getting hit by this late enrollment penalty, um, potentially this is something that could help reduce your your costs. Um, and one place to find out about those is um, either, again, at your local ship or at um, www.benefitscheckup.org. www what? Dot .benefitscheckup.org. Mm-hmm. .org. Um, I suggest that every, I, I work for the state, and uh, I retired in, um, from the state, and none of this was explained to us. I think it's very important that these things are explained to people before they retire. Uh, it's very important, and um, because I'm in a situation now that's just not good. <laughs> I'm just saying. So. I, th- I think that's a very fair point. And I mean, like we've said, going over this just today in the studio, I mean, th- there are a lot of moving parts to this, and it's very complicated. Um, I think one of the most important things for folks to remember out there is when you're approaching that 65th birthday, uh, you have that seven-month seven window, including your birthday month and three before and three after. Um, so, you know, hopefully before then, but at least in that window, you need to, you need to figure out as much as you can can about this Medicare um, issue. And I know that the Medicare.gov website, they have like a whole, you know, they'll send you a, a booklet for free, which has a lot of information. I mean, again, I don't know if it has every single piece of information you have, but just remember for everyone out there, as you're approaching age 65, even if you're still working, if you're not working, I don't really care what's going on with you. Just learn about Medicare, learn where you stand with Medicare, because I mean, as Judy's pointed out, these, you know, these penalties that you might get saddled with with for the rest of your life, especially if you end up waiting a number of years, that can be quite significant. 
All right, uh, Judy, thank you for your call. Uh, this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're wrapping up our discussion with Eleanor Lace, Senior Editor for Kip- Kiplinger about Medicare. Um, Eleanor, we've got uh, probably just a couple of minutes left. Uh, one thing I wanted to uh, re- talk about again, the Part D, I think you said there was a, a what is the, the cost on Part D? Is that a, a $33 approximate monthly premium? Well, that varies from plan to plan. Um, the average in 2019 was about $33. And does that then cover the full cost of, of your pres- uh, prescriptions that you're taking? Uh, if only it did. That would be so nice. <laughs> no. Um, so there's um, the, the out-of-pocket costs in Part D can be quite complicated. Um, but uh, one piece of good news is the the coverage gap in Part D is fully closing in 2020. So um, at that point, you're going to be paying about um, like 25% of um, the cost of, you know, your, your, both your brand name and um, generic prescription drugs. Um, but one important change in 2020 is the catastrophic threshold in, in uh, Part D, which is critical for people who take these very expensive specialty drugs that can easily cost like $5,000 a month. Um, so the threshold to reach catastrophic coverage in 2020 is jumping up to $6,350, and it was about 5100 in 2019. Um, so after you've hit that point, your out-of-pocket costs go way down, but there's really no cap on out-of-pocket costs in Part D. So, um, yeah, Medicare, it's um, very expensive and so important to um, plan ahead for health care costs and retirement and to compare your Medicare coverage options every single year during open enrollment. All right. We've reached the end of the hour. Again, Eleanor, thank you so much. You were very helpful in helping us understand all about Medicare this morning. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org. Or you can listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener is Java Chapman. So for dancer Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Ryder Taff, and our guest Eleanor Lace, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned because up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. And we'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at Trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 